Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. And stand to your feet. Let us share a word of prayer. Stand to your feet, everybody, please. It's just for a second or two. And you will be seated. Lift your hands wherever you are. And let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. Speak your word to us in a way that will understand. Lord, I pray for them that you have given to me. Let your word make an impact and a change in their lives. May we not be wayside grounds. May we not be tony grounds. May we not be stony grounds, Lord. But let us be good grounds that your word will bear fruit in our lives. In the name of Jesus, mighty Holy Spirit, help me as I preach. Speak through me. Speak your word. Speak your mind. Less of me and more of you. And may all glory and all honor be unto you. I shut the mouth of the devil. I shut, I shut the mouth of his agents. I shut the mouth of the accuser. I shut the mouth of the critic. In the name of Jesus, I take authority in the spirit of this atmosphere. Let your word flow freely. And may the devil be put to shame. And may you be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Oh, say a louder, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's a pleasure to see everybody and to see all of you. Also, those of you who are joining us online, it's a pleasure to share fellowship with you. Amen. amen. Say an Amen, please. Wonderful. Um, it's, a, it's also an honor today. We are blessed. We have Pastor TQ with us, the original Pastor TQ with us. We also have Pastor Skabosh with us, worshiping with us. It's a blessing. Amen. God built a wonderful family. Say amen. And he's made you part of that family. Great, great, great. For a very short time, I want to start a new series. I don't know how long. It'll go for maybe two weeks, three weeks. Um, when Jesus, for as long as Jesus has not come, we don't know. But I want you to come along with me. I'm preaching on the parables of Jesus. All right? The parables of Jesus. Okay? What is a parable? A parable is a story which has a lesson. Amen? So it's a story. It's a beautiful story that you read. But there's a lesson to learn from the story, okay? Jesus speaks many parables, many, many parables. We're just going to look at a few of them, one or two or two and a half of them, and then we will be blessed, amen? But as we go through these parables, we will learn certain lessons for our life and for our walk with God. Somebody say amen. amen. Great. So turn your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 4. Today, 
incidentally and coincidentally, I'm preaching on the parable of the sower. Yeah, the beautiful song we just listened to, I'm preaching on it. Amen. Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, we can read from the beginning. Let's read from verse 3 to save some time. So Jesus is preaching. And the Bible says, and he spake a parable to them. So that was before then. Now hacking. So look at verse 3. It says, and he taught them. Make up your mind. And he taught them in a parable. Quickly, verse 2. And he... And he taught them many things by parables. Okay? So today we are going to learn many things by parables. In this season, as we go through these parables, we are going to learn many things. Parables were Jesus' way of teaching the people. Amen. So verse 2, still. And he taught them many things by parables, and he said unto them in his doctrine. Then verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. All right? Verse 4. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Verse 5. Some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, which is, it didn't have soil, okay, or sand, soil. And immediately it sprang up, Because it had no depth of earth. Verse 6. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Verse 7. And some fell among thongs. And the thongs grew up and choked it. And it yielded no fruit. Verse 8. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. Verse 9 says, let, And he said unto them, He that hath ears, let him hear. Let him hear. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So Jesus told this beautiful um, Parable. Hallelujah. And then he finishes off by saying that the one who has ears, let him hear. Amen. Now, when you see a parable or when you hear a parable, when you read a parable, what you should be looking for is the lesson in the parable. So when you have not found the lesson in the parable, the parable is useless to you. It means that verse 9 that has not worked for you. You have not heard the parable. You probably know the parable. But you have, once you don't get the lesson you are supposed to, because the intention is not to entertain you. The intention is not to excite you. The intention is not to give you pleasure, but to teach you a lesson. That's why we read from verse 2 that he taught them many things in parables. Hallelujah. He taught them many things in parables. So when you read the parable and you have not yet gotten the lesson, then it's even better you didn't read it. Hallelujah. So the next verse, verse 10. So how many of you understand the parable? I also don't understand them. I don't understand. I'm surprised you understand, but I also don't understand the parable as at where we are. 
And Jesus' disciples, the people that Jesus was preaching to, they also didn't understand. So the Bible says, and when he was alone, they that were with him, with the twelve, asked of him the parable. The Bible says, James, Peter, John, all these people and everybody that was around, asked Jesus about the parable. What, do they, what does it mean? They asked, what does the parable mean? What, what you have said, what does it mean? Explain it to us. So Jesus now begins to explain the parable. And he, te- he tells them, and he said unto them, and to you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, if the kingdom of God is a mystery, it means it's not easy to know it. Hallelujah. There's a free chair here. It just came from China, so you can put somebody on it. If the Bible says that the kingdom of God is a mystery, then it's not easy to know it. So you can't just read it and know it. If you don't give it a certain kind of thought or get a certain understanding into it, you will never be able to tell what the parable is saying. Amen. So it says, unto you is given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. This is one of the verses in the Bible I don't understand. It says, and to them, things are done in parables. I mean, just, let's confuse them a little more. Verse 12. Now he explains why they are done in parables. That seeing, they may see and not perceive. Not everybody sees something and understands it. That they saw it. We all saw it. Bible says that Solomon, he said, one day he went by the field of a lazy man. And when he passed by, he saw that it had grown with thorns and thistles. I'm sure so many people had been passing on that road. I'm sure that road is somewhere in downtown. They pass there all the time and they see the field and they see the thorns and the thistles. But nothing occurs to them. They say, oh, eh, the government must get people to come and clear this place. Poor service delivery. That's what occurs to them. If EFF was in charge, all these things will be gone. That's what they think. But one wise man passed there. When he saw this thing, he said, a little sleep, a little slumber, shall, that, shall poverty come and thy hunger come like an armed man. So he said, if you sleep a little too much and, and you don't work hard, poverty will come to you. And poverty will come to you in two forms. It will come, number one, in Basically, you're saying it will come in a way you can't chase it away. It will come like an armed man. If I'm armed robber, I told you there are, there are about four people you cannot advise. One is what? A girl who's in love. Two is what? A man who has money. Three is what? A toti with a gun. You can't advise him. Do you get it? You can't advise him. Look, shooting is very bad. It's dangerous. No, you cannot. Amen. Amen. You cannot advise such a one. And then the fourth group is iPhone users. You can't advise them. No, never. You cannot. Amen. Say amen. It says your poverty shall come like an armed man. That's the second. Then the first one is like one that traveled. When somebody travels and they come, the person has traveled all the way from um, Cape Town and has arrived at your door. You can't chase them away. If they came from Harwick, you can say, oh, sister, go back. The food is not in a bag. All the way from Cape Town, you can't chase them away. But how did he come to this conclusion? He saw a field with thorns and thistles. Then he said, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arm. Poverty is coming. Yeah. So 
back to our original. So he said, Jesus said, we speak to them in power. So that even when they see, they can't understand what is happening. There are so many people, so many things go on. They can't. Two people will see. One person will take a life-changing decision. The other one will be sitting there. Mm. Even the one who is sitting there mm, will be complaining about the other one taking a life-changing decision. Sometimes things happen. People take a decision for safety. Then the second person will look at the safety and say, why, why are you making so much out of this small thing? All he did was he beat your finger. If you can bite my finger, you can bite my arm. So as soon as you bit my finger, I say, oh, really? From that time, when you come, I put my finger under lock and key. So why, why are you pretending like he always bites people? The reason why I'm doing that, I don't know the day he will bite. Go and ask Suarez. There was a footballer called Suarez. He beat somebody in Holland. First time. Instead of locking his mouth, they didn't lock it. He came to England and beat somebody again. Do you, do you, do you understand? If they had put a chain, like any time he's playing, they put a plaster on his lip, then everybody will be protected. Hallelujah. So he said that's that. They will see and not perceive. Then he says they will hear and not understand. I think that the main thing that makes difference between people is the ability to see and perceive. And then hear and understand. Yeah, many people think they never understand. Your stagnation is because of what you don't understand. That's it. It's not witches. Sometimes we blame witches for too much. We give witches too much credit. Too much credit for witches. Sometimes no witches. It's just being able to understand your situation. Then you can break free. Yeah. Let's go on. I've not even started the preaching. This is just commentary. Then now Jesus says, and he said unto them, know ye not this parable? He said, ah, you don't understand such a simple parable. Okay, let me help you. How will you then know all parables? Verse 14. He says, the sower soweth the word. All right, the sower soweth the word. And these are they. What version of the Bible is it? Where is it that he said that he said the word is the, the, the seed is the word? What version is that? But it says the sower soweth. Oh, okay. Okay, we are still coming. He says the seed is the word. So he says the sower is sowing. What the sower is sowing is the word. Hallelujah. The first lesson I want us to learn today is that this, what the sower, the, when the Bible says the sower went out to sow, the seeds he was sowing was the word of God. Anytime the word of God comes to us, God is sowing seeds in our life. God is sowing seeds in our lives. God is sowing I wish when we come to say God will give us money. But the main thing God puts in our life are seeds, which is the word of God. The word of God can be many things. Sometimes the word of God can be water. It comes to wash your life. Ephesians 5, 20, the Bible says that it be washed by the washing of water by the word. Sometimes as you are sitting in the church, God is washing you. Flip it to that place. God is washing you. As, he, as the word of God is coming, he's washing you. Sometimes, that, that's why sometimes the word, it looks very painful. When you listen to your heart breaks. Because the stain that God is washing is a very deep stain. They have to wash it hard. They have to wash it hard. They have to wash it hard. 
Yeah, if it's always nice, it means they, they, it's not so dirty. But you know the way we are. We are all dirty one way or another. Some more than others, but all of us together. Hallelujah. So when it comes, sometimes it's hot. Sometimes, sometimes if you ask your sister, you want to cry. Sometimes you ask yourself, why again? Can't we even let sleeping dogs lie? That scripture is not in the Bible. Let sleeping dogs lie. It's not in the Bible. It's man's idea. Let sleeping dogs lie. It's not in the Bible. So, pastor, can't you let sleeping dogs lie? It's not, it's not there. And that's, that's how you feel as you hear the word. Oh, I thought that, uh, 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 so let's let sleeping dogs. No. It's the word of God. We don't tell the word of God where to go. It tells us where to go. That's why I say I'm preaching on the parables. Whatever lesson is there, that's what we will learn. It's not like I have a special lesson for you in Zamo in particular to make your hair grow. No. Apostle, amen. Ah. Yeah. I don't even want to anyway. Okay. Uh-huh. But the, you, you see, so I said, now when the word has washed you, look at the outcome of the washing. Next verse, please, quickly. That he might sanctify it and cleanse by the washing. Verse 27. It says, and make it unto himself a glory, a church full of glory. Oh, give me, give me, give me my King James so I know where I am where I, when I'm there. Okay, thank you for helping. That he must present it unto himself, a glorious church. God is trying to make your life glorious. That's why he's washing you. He's trying to make your life beautiful. That's why he's washing it. He's washing it. Look, sometimes you wash it down. You say, God, look, it, it, the thing is, it was black, but it has cleared. It's now cream. Cream is not good enough for God. He's taking it to white. He says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be like scarlet, it shall be white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be like wool. So he's trying to get it to snow white. Do you know how white snow is? Snow, snow, you see, snow is so white that it's almost like there's blue inside. I don't know if you can get, if you have ever, if you have seen snow before, when you, when you collect, like, it's so white, when you look inside, it's almost like you can see, like, like, like the way a crystal shines. That's how white snow is. That's the, that's where God is trying to get you to. That's why he's washing it. That's why he doesn't stop talking about fornication. I mean, we would have wished that he would stop talking about only one fornication that I fornicated seven years ago. He should stop talking about it. He has talked about it for six years. At least the seven years, he should give us a rest. At least let him talk about it seven years because seven is the number of perfection. Let us have a full circle so that eight can be a new beginning. Yeah. Yeah, seven years, then it's like completion. But he's trying to make you glorious. Trying to make you glorious. Sometimes the word, the word is like a mirror. James 1 22. The Bible tells us that the one who looks in the perfect law of liberty looks in a glass. 122, please. When it says, Let us put away all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the pure and grafted. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. That's 23. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Anytime you hear the word of God, you are looking in a glass. I mean, let me ask you a question. This one, don't tell anybody. If you ever looked in a mirror and you didn't see yourself in the mirror, would you not be worried? I hear only vampires that look in the mirror and they don't see themselves. So if you think somebody's a vampire, just... 
stand in the mirror, if that person doesn't appear, vampire. So can you imagine? You look in the big Joe, you look in the mirror and then you are not there. Something must be wrong. Something must be wrong with the mirror or with you. Or with you. And most likely it's with you. Because the mirror is made to reflect your image. It's, then it doesn't qualify to be a, once it's a mirror, it's supposed to, that's why when you hear the word of God, you are supposed to see yourself in the word of God. When you don't see your word of, yourself in the word, you have decided not to see your word. You, you think, oh, he's talking to somebody, I told you on Tuesday, when I preach, I'm not preaching to Christopher Columbus, I'm not preaching to um, Cyril Ramaphosa, I'm not preaching to Vashti and Ahasuerus, I'm not preaching to Nebuchadnezzar, I'm preaching to you, you are the ones who are with me here. You hear me, what not a waste? I try to preach to Nebuchadnezzar, I need to go to Babylon. And our borders are closed. You, you, you understand? Uh-huh. So, if you don't see yourself, it's like you are hurting yourself. But here, the Bible tells us that the word of God is a seed. God sows that seed to bring progress in your life. Now, another thing we must learn from the seed is that the seed is potent. The seed, the word of God, the seed being the word of God, is potent. It's strong. It's powerful. It's not... It's, 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 there's no problem with the seed. Bible says the word of God is quick and is powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. So the word of God itself is powerful already. Yeah. There are some husbands all their children look like them. No matter how hard you force as a wife, all their children look like them. Even the girls look like them. Yeah. The seed is potent. And then there are some husbands also. All their children look like their wife. The seed is... uh, (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) Now, this seed called the word of God, it is potent. It is strong. It has the ability to change your life. It has the ability to improve your life. It has the ability to take you forward. What, how do we know? It's that same word that brought creation. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible talks about God creating the earth. It says, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Now then he started to explain how God made the earth. Verse 2. It says, the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Now see, he's going to start creating things. Verse 3 says, and the Lord said. He spoke that same word. The same word which is the seed we are sowing into you. When you come to the history, he said, let there be light. And guess what? Booyah, light came. The word. The, the, your teachers have tried to change you. You have still no change. Your mother has talked that you have still no change. I know something that can bring change in your life. It's called the word of God. It's called the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. We are talking about the seed and the potency of the seed. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now look at verse 2. Interesting. Please put verse 2. Interesting. The same was in the beginning. Verse 3 is what you are looking for. It says, all things. All things. Say with me, all things. All things. 
All things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. This is the word. Everything in this world was made by the word of God. Everything. You are trying to make your... God made the whole world with his word. Your life is a small one that he can make cry. Tell your neighbor, my life, Coco cry. Yeah. Just allow the seed to go in. Now, if the seed is so potent, why doesn't it bear fruit in everyone? That is what this parable is about. I told you, every parable, there's a lesson to learn. The lesson in this parable, seeing that the seed that is being sown, sometimes you sow a seed, you see the seed is not good. That's why it doesn't germinate. But we have established that this seed called the word of God is a good seed. It's a good seed. Mark chapter 4, verse 31, the Bible tells us that the, the seed, the seed is like a grain of mustard seed which a man soweth. And it's the smallest of all the seed. But when it is grown, it becomes the biggest of all the herbs. So that, that's the seed we are talking God is trying to make you something great through his word. Why is it that after many years of people being around, we don't see that greatness? Jesus uses this parable to explain to us. So back to, back to, back to the seed is the word. Oh, clap for me. I mean... I'm, I'm doing, I'm making an effort. 15. 15, Jesus describes the first type of heart. So, Jesus now describes the ground or the heart or the life or the attitude which we, with which we receive the word of God. And that makes all the difference. He says, these are they by the wayside. You remember in verse 4, the Bible told us, and some of the seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured them. You remember that one, eh? Good. So it says, these are they by the wayside, where the word of God is sown, or where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately, not even two weeks later, immediately, and take it away the word that is sown in their hearts. One of the first type of hearts is what we call the wayside heart. Now, the wayside heart or the wayside grouser. So, when the word is coming, he's sitting in your heart, then he's opposing the word. It's an opponent. It's a challenger. Yeah. It's opposed straight. He doesn't even wait for you to go home. As you are watching online right now, he's sitting in your heart heart and he's opposing the word and an opposer opposition means opposite position like the person takes an heart and he's opposing the word and an opposer opposition means opposite opposite position against you so satan takes against the word of god so as i'm preaching he begins oh no 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 this is not it does this this applies in 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 west africa it doesn't apply in south africa Oh, this, this, he's talking about a certain sister in the church, not you. Oh, this, he's talking about the tall guys, not the short guys. Oh, this is this, like that. Throughout the preaching, opposing the word of God and challenging the word. As it is coming, you can see, you can understand. Sometimes even Satan starts an argument even before the preaching starts. 
Yeah, he starts an argument in your heart before the preaching starts. And why did they talk about uh, uh, fornication? Even because this is talking about seeds. Seeds have nothing to do with fornication. Are you sure seeds have nothing to do with fornication? I mean, are you sure? Then immediately, argument starts. So, throughout the 45 minutes that the pastor is preaching, an argument has already started. And you will be surprised. The argument will end exactly the time the preaching ends. As soon as you say, stand to your feet, let us close. Then the argument will come to an end. The, the fouls of the, the fouls of the, they come, they take them. Yeah. Sometimes even deception. Look, sometimes when you do, just look at the, you see, people, people are people of habits. When you meet people, there are things they do. Do you get it? I mean, by the grace of God, when you meet him, I'll smile a lot. I'll tell you something funny, you know, because laughter worketh like medicine. So I'm trying to heal your diseases. Do you get it? But when you laugh without a cause, you need medicine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know that by all means, five, if, I, if you meet me over a certain period of time and I don't tell you something, even just, not that I tell you a joke, but I don't tell you something to make you smile, you must begin to feel that there's something wrong. Unless you don't know me. Do you get it? But when you know people, you can feel. You can tell they are, Satan is so, he's also a person of habit. One of his things made, and you know his habits by the meaning of his name. His name has about 20 meanings. You know, one of them is the deceiver. So one way he takes the word from the hearts of the wayside ground is deception. Deception. As, as, I'm, as we are going on in life and I'm going a little, one of the things I'm praying against seriously is not to be deceived. So that I'm not deceived. I'm not deceived by who I am or about who I am. I'm not deceived by... My, my, my situation, I'm not deceived by so many things. Yeah, because, look, when Satan deceives you, eh? look, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me just take advantage of this thing and tell you what deception is. It's like, you see this. Do, do you get it? And you see red. You, no, you just try to imagine. Okay, it's a parable. <laughs> so you see this, but what you see is red. How, how many of you are coming along? You, you try, try to imagine. You just, like, imagine that this is red. No, you are seeing red. Okay, that's what, when you look at it, you see. No, as much as you are wrong, no matter what anybody tells you, somebody can tell you, oh, it has white in it. Say, oh, no, it's not true. Somebody can tell you, it has black in you. You will argue. And you will find reasons to support why it is red. Meanwhile, everybody around you can see that it's black and white. That's how deception is like. Everybody around you, and you always be odd. That ah, this, you, you will even be asked, how come they cannot see? So people who are deceived feel that people who are right are wrong. That's how good Satan is. Like I said, if Satan desires, desires to retire or resign, God will never get a good enough Satan to be Satan. No, no, you advertise the job, but nobody, he won't get. Because Satan is good. It's good. You see, and this is the part that they will cut and they'll put on Facebook. Pastor says Satan is good. Yeah. Boyaka. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Satan brings deception. So as the word of God is coming, as you are, as you are reading your Bible, as pastor is preaching, as you are watching and preaching, anytime you see the word of God, he just comes to deceive you something small about it. Eve, she, she was okay in the garden of Eden. She had everything she wanted until Satan beguiled her. The word beguiled means deceive. Satan deceived her. Immediately she felt that, ah, this thing is not bad at all. Then she even forced her husband to also be, be part. She, I mean, she convinced the whole world. So don't be surprised if many people are following you on something. It doesn't mean that you are necessarily right. Because when, when Satan came to deceive Eve, there were only two people in the world. And Eve managed to convince the whole world that is, what God said was not true. The only time we realized that Eve was wrong was when God came. Yeah, was when, was when God came. The sea, so he comes. Deception, he takes it. Number two, time is flying like a bullet. May you not be a wayside ground. Yeah, may you not. You, you, when you go, just look at the meanings of the word Satan. It, it exposes to us how Satan takes the word from there so that it doesn't bear fruit. Some of you are sitting here, you are, you, you are, you are bad people in the making. If we can just overcome the devil from taking the word from your heart. Yeah. Number two, it says, and these are likewise they which were sown on the stony ground. Now look at the stony ground person. And may you not be a stony ground. It says, who, when has heard the word, immediately received it with gladness. One of the first things about stony ground, ground people is that when they hear the word, they're happy. They listen. They're happy. Wow, nice one. I like the way the pastor, pre- I like the way he even explained the parable. I've always heard parable, parable, but I didn't know what it meant. Wow. Next week, I'll go and listen and hear, oh, this pastor, wow, God bless you. May he live longer. May he grow taller. In Jesus' name, amen. Powerful. Beautiful. They're excited. When you preach, they say, they say amen. They smile. When you are preaching as a pastor and people smile, I mean, you, you feel encouraged. That's why this whole thing of um, the mask, is, it's not a simple thing when you preach. You have to preach. You use more anointing to preach because you don't see the people's faces. Do you see? It's hard. But also it balances because sometimes also you have some faces that. And have no root in themselves. And so endure it. But for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended. Stony ground members, they become happy when they hear the word. But when, 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 when they are not there, when, when, when pressure comes, you see the earlier verse, always compare it with the one before. Verse 5, it says, the sun, the sun is the one that burns the word away. When pressure and heat arises because of the word, because they are shallow, because they are not deep, they are not rooted in themselves. The sun burns it away. So they make an effort. They try. Bible says they endure forever. They last for some time. They try to do what they have heard. But when pressure now arises, and the Bible talks about the sun as the pressure, which means it's an inevitable pressure. You can't escape it. Today the sun is shining. We are all feeling it. Whether you are rich or poor, you are feeling it. Whether you are black or white, you are feeling it because the sun is shining. It's like something that happens to everybody happens to 
When it happens, that's where you see the type of heart or type of ground that is there. The pressure of the sun, the heat of the sun. Affliction because sometimes you, you come, you hear the word about tithing. You say, hey, I've seen that tithing is very important. You pay once, you pay twice. By the third month, when you now have to pay your rent and you count and the numbers don't add up. The numbers don't add up. You have a budget of a dollar on an income of a dime. I explain it to you in rands. You have a budget of a thousand rands on an income of hundred rands. Then they begin to say, you know, this ties thing. Um, is an Old Testament something. This Old Testament something. And the pastor said we must bring the tithe to, 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 to. The tithe is for God. But where is God? We don't see God. Just give me God's account so I can pay to God directly. When pressure arises, when you have to do something and the money is not enough, that's when then, then the, 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 the word that you have received about tithing, pressure comes on it. The Bible says they become offended. This they become offended doesn't mean they become angry or it means the thing doesn't yield anything. The, that word dies. You come to say, you know, I won't steal again. We read, the pastor read the scripture I didn't like, Ephesians 4 in 28, then he said that, let him that still steal no more. I didn't even know this such a, a verse is in such a Bible, but now that I've seen it, I won't steal again. Then you go. Three months, no stealing. If you see something that is not yours, you don't take it. Until one day you are broke. And you see your roommate's wallet sitting there. And his parents have just come to visit him. Or he has just come from home. And the wallet is fat and breathing. Oh, that's when you begin to say, mm. you know, this word that the pastor preached, it wasn't even the main message, it was just a side. So maybe that's not the main thing he's talking about. Let us obey the main thing and let's handle the side thing. Then boom, pressure. Pressure. You come, you read the Bible, it says, Wife, submit yourself to your own husbands. You go, so Arthur, what will you do? Do you want tea or water? Tea, tea or coffee? Do you serve it nicely? Oh, I like this message. Then you are submitting. Till the day your husband offends you. He does something you don't like. Then that's the day you say, Hmm. This husband's uh, wife submit to her. The world has changed now. Now we have to ensure that the women also rise up. Amanda, wait. <laughs> yeah. You come to change your husbands. Love your wife. Your wife. Sorry, not wives. No, now it is Facebook, so you can't easily. By the time you realize somebody has cut that small place, a pastor said, Husband, love your wives. <laughs> yeah. So you are there loving your wife. Loving your wife nicely. There's no problem. Then she has three children. Then you realize that the love that you had, it was enough for her figure before. But now the figure has increased. And you don't have enough love to cover all of it. Then you go to the office. Then when you go to the office, 
a new lady comes to work at the office. And nowadays, Pastor Tiki, I don't know if you have seen the new ladies they are making. I don't know where they make them from. Oh, no, no, no. Now, dear. 3D, they make it 3D. Yeah. I mean, now, now it has changed. Yeah. That's when you come and say, you see, my, this wife that the Bible says I should love, when she was made, it was 2D, but now it's a digital version of this one. But I can tell you something for free. All the 3Ds you are saying now, I know their destiny. I know where they will all end. You see, one day a pastor was buying a city golf. Then another pastor told him that it will be stolen. He didn't listen. He bought a city golf. And it was stolen. And the pastor told it's not a prophecy. I'm not giving you, it's not a prophecy. It's not a curse. That is the destiny of every city golf. In Jobek, Cape Town, Pretoria. I mean, that's the destiny. That's, that's his destiny. <laughs> so I can tell you that particular, the, the one that you say, this one, 3D. I can tell you the destiny. Just fast forward. A few years. Depending. Or go home and look at her mother. You will see. So pressure. May pressure not make you throw away the word of God. Number, number three. Yeah, time is flying. It says, and these are they which are sown amongst tongues. Such as hear the word. And the curse of this world. The deceitfulness of riches and the last of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. This ground, we call it the thorny ground. You sow the word, the word is there, they receive it, they don't fight it, they don't argue with it, they take it. But circumstances and the things around them to choke the thing. It says, number one, cares of this world. My school. My family. My work. My business. My this. My that. I need to get married. I'll start this shepherding thing after I get married. I'll start obeying this after this. My, your life, just the happenings in your life. What they do is that they grow up and they choke. So the word is there, but there are things choking it. They suffocate it. So it becomes unfruitful. My children. Some people don't even do anything for God because of their children. I'm busy looking after my children. One, one day, a lady was on a mission. And she was about to have it. She was pregnant. And she said she needs to go to a certain Singapore. To have the baby. Okay. A, a Singapore. Not Singapore, Singapore, but a Singapore. So I asked her, where you are, the children who are there, how are they born? Do they all go to Singapore to have a baby and bring them? Do they import the babies from the Singapore? Do they? It's like, I've got to go here then. and come. Sometimes it's like... Meanwhile, you are there, you are on a mission. You have to be working hard. Just give birth. The, the people you are pastoring, they were born there. They were born there. 
say, I'm going to Singapore to have a baby, and then I'll come back. So I have to go because when you are pregnant up to a certain point, they don't let you travel. So you have to go and be there months, then give birth there months, then you come back. <laughs> you know, the whole mission depends on you. The things around us. It says the next one, the deceitfulness of riches. It's like wanting to be rich. I just got to be rich. I got I to gotta hustle. The hustle. Look, pastor, the grind is hard and the hustle is real. I got to hustle. I got to hustle. No, I've got to hustle. You got to hustle. You can't make two hours for God on a Sunday because of your hustle. Then you are really hustling. Yeah, then you are, really, you are, you, then you are a hustler. Look, Pastor T, I got to hustle so much that you don't have only two hours a week. Oh. In seven days, 156 hours in the week. You can't give two hours on a Sunday to just sit down, pray, worship, which you even come late about halfway through the service, but you can't even sustain that. Then your hustle is real. Hey, Pastor, my school is my school work is very difficult. I'm writing. I'm look one hour, two hours of listening to God's word regularly on a Sunday in seven days a week. You can't handle it as a student. Probably you are not supposed to be in the university. Yeah. Probably I don't even know how you survived the matric. You shouldn't be in the university. Just two hours. Two hours. You can't, you can't say, I'll come to church for two hours and still pass my exam. Hey. 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 I don't even want to go there today. Really? Really? Yet you can wake up at dawn and watch Game of Thrones. As soon as it is released. Yeah, you wait the whole night and watch it. Hey! Two hours. Just two hours. Come to sit in church, listen to the word of God once a month. Oh, there's something. There's a reason to go somewhere. We are going to this place to have a, a with my wife and we are taking a the car. Sometimes you wonder, was it, was it good that the car came? Aha, uh-huh, there's a work. There's a work at my hometown. I have to go and do. then they were going. Like that. Last. Bible says when they enter in, their effect is that they choke the word. They choke the word. They suffocate the word. They prefer. So it's not like the seed is not strong enough, but the chokers choke the word. And they prevent the word from growing. May God deliver you from chokers. Sometimes sin is a choker. I said sometimes sin is a choker. You see the word is coming. But there's sin in your life. So it rises. So maybe you can hear about prayer. You say today I want to pray. Just when you wake up to pray. Then the sin that is in your life. Not that even that day you sin though. The sin that is already there, it rises up and it chokes there. Ah, but you are going to pray. You was it not you last week that you slapped that old lady? You are coming to pray that what? Do you think God listens to prayers of people? Then they will give you. God does not listen to prayers of sinners. There's a scripture in the Bible like that. Yeah, God doesn't hear sinners. 
Yeah, that's, if you are smart, you can find it. God doesn't hear sinning. It's a scripture like that. Hey, that means I'm not when I pray this prayer, God is not. When the Bible says God doesn't hear sinners, it's not those sinners he's talking about. He's talking about people who are not born again, people who have not surrendered their life. They have seen the greater, the sin that leads to death, which is they don't surrender their life to Jesus. God doesn't hear. It's not their master, so they should pray to their master. That's, that's what it means. Sin. The way the church has become quiet, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on, let's go on. I mean, it's almost lunchtime. I don't want to spoil the... Oh, no, no. I, I know you... Are, don't you understand the message? And so let's go on. I don't know why you want me to talk about this so much. Let's, let's just go on. Chokers. The Bible talks about the parable of the wheat and test. It says, when the, when, when the, the farmer planted wheat... Then the enemy came to sow tears. Do you see? Then the tears started to grow. And the wheat also started to grow. Then the farmers came to the master and said, Look, let us take out the tears. Because the tears will choke the wheat. Yeah, chokers. May every choker in your life be removed. Look, this message will be nice. The beginning is usually rough. There's collateral damage on the way. But it will be nice, okay. Yeah, I said, oh, we like that old series. Pastor, please bring back last week's series. We like it, we like it. Now verse 20, is, the, is that's the verse you want to be in. My prayer is that we will all get to verse 20. It says, now, oh, and these are they that are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. The Bible says when it comes to a good ground, what the good ground does, the first that they hear the word. They hear it when they come. Not everybody sitting down right now is listening to me. I said not everybody sitting here now is listening to me. Some are arguing with me. Some are thinking about something else. Although they are looking at me. He says, these guys, they hear the word. They hear it. They hear it. They want to hear. They want to know what the word is saying. They hear it. They don't just brush it aside. They hear it. And after they have heard it, they receive it. They accept it. They don't fight it. They accept it. They don't argue with it. That, oh, no, this is it's not, it's not true. They don't argue with it. They accept it. Bible says, agree with the accuser on the way. Agree quickly on the way. Before he presents you before a judge, one day we will be presented before God Almighty as the judge. So it says, agree now. It says, as you hear the word of God, harden not your heart. As in the day of the provocation. I did not you are, don't, don't be stubborn. When you hear the word, receive it. Receive it that God is speaking to you. The seed is for you. Many people reject the seed. Yeah, many people reject the seed. That's why the seed doesn't bear fruit. That's why it yields no fruit. So the seed is being sown. It's being sown in a way that you understand. As I've explained this parable, all of you understand the parable. All the lessons in the parable, we have seen it clearly. There's no more mystery in the parable. But the difference will be those who will receive it. Say, this one is talking to me. 
there's something. What is the lesson to learn here? What do we need to find here? What type of ground am I? That's the main question we need an answer to. Then you find your level. Water finds its right level. Am I a wayside ground? Then you look at the things that happen to wayside. Am I in that category? Is it a good category? I don't want to be in this category. Let me step up. Am I a stony ground? Does, do these things apply to me? I don't want to be here. Let me step out. Then you come to turning. Are things choking the way? Let me step out. Let me break free of them. Sometimes you are in a relationship. It doesn't allow you to serve God. It doesn't allow you to obey the word of God. It's choking it. Yeah, the relationship doesn't allow Every day he's beating you. As soon as you mention you are going to church, he starts to, one, one husband, she, he told me, sack my wife from the church. Yeah. He told me, if people like my wife are in the church, I will not come to church. No, this is a true story. It's not based on a, it's not a parable, true story. He told me, sack my wife from the church. I have message. If you like, argue with me. I'll put the messages on the screen so you can see for yourself. He's, one, I have a voice note. I have different. So if such a person in the church, I will not be in the church. And mind you, I pass, this is my faith church I'm pastoring. So don't go home and say, he's talking about um, James Bond. No, please. Don't start. Don't start. They fight the word. It doesn't work. The relationship is what is preventing you from serving God. So, Pastor, what, do, what should I do? You know what to do. I don't know what you should do. <laughs> hey, you want me to meet him? Then he beats me. Hey, please. I don't know what you should do. What do you do? He says, the good ground, they hear the word and they receive it. When good ground is listening to preaching, he tells us I'm the only one I'm, that is being preached to. He starts to look for himself in the message. Where can I? So, hey, pastor, you have been preaching for 20 minutes. So far, you have not come on my case. He begins to feel worried. It's like looking in the mirror and you can't see yourself. He begins to, hey, why? Is pastor angry with me that he doesn't want to deal with my case now? Is there, is there a reason why I've not seen myself? That's, that's actually how preaching is. Now, it's all, not always that even when, when what you see yourself in is negative. It's not all. Don't also get me wrong. It's like, okay, so every day pastor must say something bad about me. No. But sometimes you see, sometimes like when you hear something that you are even doing, which is right, and you hear it being said that it's right, you become encouraged to do it more. Yeah, you become encouraged. Let me do it more. Maybe you laugh. Then you say, oh, you become encouraged to laugh more. Maybe you forgive. Then you become encouraged to forgive more. So when you don't see yourself anywhere, you begin to ask, did I listen to the message? Maybe I need to go and listen to it again. Maybe I need to go and listen to it again. But when, you do, when Peter finished preaching the book of Acts, they came to Peter and their hearts smoked them. And they said to Peter and Co, what then shall we do? They asked a question. What they, they, saw, they saw that hey, as for this preaching is for us. It's tailor made for us. So they asked the question, what then shall? And Peter said to them, repent and be ye baptized, you and your household, that you receive the gift of the Spirit. Yeah. She said to the word must apply to you. You must find yourself somewhere. If you don't find it, there's a problem. There's a problem. Mildred, 
It's good to see you. I miss you. Hey. I'm sure you are somewhere. There. Me, I can see you. I see you. You are dead. <laughs> you are dead. 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 Mina, I'm dead. Dead. So when you don't see yourself, you should be keen to be worried. Today, my prayer is that you will see where you are in these type of grounds. Are you a wayside ground? Are you a stony ground? Are you a thorny ground? Are you a good ground? You should see yourself. If you are a good ground, glory be to God. Fight hard to stay as a good ground. So you ask yourself, oh, if I'm in a good path, what should I do? Fight hard to stay as a good ground. Because you don't stay as a good ground forever without making an effort. Sometimes a little offense, you become another type of ground. To fight to stay there. Maybe you are a thorny ground. What should you do? You need to remove the things, the curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the last of other things. You need to clear your way so that you can become a good ground. Maybe you are a stony ground. What does it mean? Your roots need to be deeper. Your roots need, the reason why the word of God doesn't bear fruit is in you is that it doesn't have deep roots. When the word is preached to you, it doesn't go inside deep. So you now have to make it go inside deep. Deep. You have to make it go inside deep. So that, let me show you. What the scripture that talks about the people of Berea, that when they heard the word, they went and then they checked. There's something. It's where? Anybody who finds it, the person who has the machine should find it. Bible talks about these people. Yeah, something, something, 17 or 17 something. Yeah, Acts. Acts 9, 17. Or Acts 17, 9. One of them. Uh, yeah, 17, 9. Check it, let's see. No, 9, 17 then. Oh, you'll find it. The Bible says, when they heard the word. 17.11. Please, I hear it's 17.11. I hear in Hebrew, it's 17.11. So, fine. It says, verse 11, it says, And these were more, I close with this scripture. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. In that, they received the word, the same seed, with all readiness of mind. And such daily the scriptures or said the scriptures daily whatsoever things whether those things were so when they come and they hear the preaching when they go home they check is what pastor saying did what is what pastor saying really what is in the bible because sometimes as he's preaching he's moving so fast that you don't get a chance by the time you finish reading as he sees that you are going to see the scripture and then he says next scripture next scripture so no problem when you go home you look at the scriptures again and make sure that what he say is really what it is now look at the effect of it, verse 12. Look at the effect. Therefore, many of them believed. How did they believe? By searching the scriptures. Searching the scriptures. Confirming what the pastor was saying. Confirming what the pastor was saying. If it's true. And sometimes as you search the scriptures, you see other scriptures that confirm what has been said. Or that further even explain. We, I just have 15 minutes to preach. The number of scriptures I want to use today, I've skipped so many of them. I can't use all of them, so we'll close tomorrow morning. We'll close tomorrow morning. So you just have to use one, two, one. So when you go home and you start to search the scriptures, then you will see other verses that explain it even better. When you come to the pastor is using the King James Version. The King James Version, the English is not easy to understand when you are less than 50. So it's not easy at all. 
So, but when you go home, you see another version, NIV, the English is softer. Or even you get the Zulu Bible, then you see, oh, Jehovah, oh, my Lucy one, they say, ah. Bible says, and they believed. My prayer is that you will believe more. You will believe more that you will become more honorable. Become more honorable. You become more blessed. That your life, the fruit will begin to yield results in your life. Sometimes when God sends his way, he's trying to heal us. Sometimes when he sends, he's trying to deliver us from destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word, healed their diseases, and he delivered them from destruction. Sometimes God's word is coming to deliver you from destruction deliver you. If you will believe, you will escape. You will escape. I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will be a stony ground, will be a wayside ground, will be a thorny ground, but everybody will be a good ground in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Please, if you are clapping also, I mean... Those of you at home, you are not clapping. I can feel it. I can feel it. Joel, you are not clapping. I can feel it. Lift your hands and let's pray as we close. Father, thanks for your word. Thank the Lord for his word right now, wherever you are. Just thank him for his word. Thank him for this opportunity to know that he's sowing a seed in your life. Every day you hear his word, he's sowing a seed. He's sowing a seed. He's sowing a seed. He's sowing a seed. Thank him wherever you are. Just thank him quickly as we close. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him wherever you are. Lift your hands and just say thank you. If you don't know what to say, just say thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Thank you for the things I have learned. Thank you for the things you have taught me. Thank you for the things in this 40 minutes, in this 50 minutes. Thank you for the things that I have learned. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you, O God. 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 Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are working on our hearts. You are working on our hearts through your word. You are working and preparing us to be good grounds. To be good grounds. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray for one thing. I want us to ask God for one thing quickly. That God make my heart a good ground. Yes, I think Lord. this is a simple enough prayer to pray. We have seen the type of hearts that exist. The wayside heart, the stony heart, the thorny heart. But we have seen that all three of them are not good. But the good heart is the good thing. So lift up your hands, lift up your voice wherever you are in prayer. Ask yes, God. I want to be a, I want to have a good heart. I want my heart to be a good ground. To be a good ground. Where your word can bring forth fruit. Can bring forth. Lift your voice. Just pray quickly. Just pray quickly. Lord, we pray for our hearts, Lord. We pray for our hearts. Make our hearts good ground for your word. That your word can build things in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every stony heart, replace it with the heart of flesh. Every stony heart, replace it with the heart of flesh. Every stony heart, replace it. 
We bless it with the heart of flesh. Everywhere side heart. We bless it with the heart of flesh, Lord. A good ground. A good ground. A good ground, Lord. A very good ground. A very good ground, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. We lift our hands because we cannot help ourselves. And we lift them in surrender to you and say, Lord, you help us. You can help us, help us. Let us all become good grounds that your word will bear fruit. Let us be grounds that the devil cannot come in and steal the seed that has been sown. Let us be grounds that will be deep by checking the scriptures, confirming the word, listening to the word again and again and again till we believe and we become glorious. Let us remove the thorns in our lives, the things that choke, the things that choke the word from bearing fruit, the things that suppress the word, sin, bad relationships, a bad company, evil communication, deception, anything that suppresses your word, remove them from our hearts, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And let every heart that is listening to me today become a good ground. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a louder, Amen. Amen. Oh, you are becoming a good ground. I said you are becoming a good ground. God's word will bear fruit in you. Thirty-fold. Sixty-fold. A hundred-fold. Because your heart is a good ground. Let's put our hands together for the Lord one more time. Hey! Hallelujah. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't even know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Can you help me welcome Jesus into my heart? The Bible says that God sent his only son to die for us. That anyone who will believe will not perish but have everlasting life. God doesn't want you to perish and go to hell. That's why he sent Jesus. This morning, I want to pray with you so that Jesus will come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. So that when you die, you will go to heaven. So every eye closed. If you are here, just close your eyes. Respectfully close your eyes with me for just a second. Every eye closed. Let's give privacy to everybody. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. I want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Pray with me so that Jesus will come in my heart. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to pray this prayer, lift up your right hand quietly where you are standing with your eye closed. Just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please, I want Jesus to come into my Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift your hand. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Maybe you have lifted your hand. You have put it down. It's the most important decision of your life. Lift up your right hand where you are. I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand where if you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. You are making the best decision of your life, of your life right now, of your life, of your life. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up my sister. Come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. I'll pray with you quickly, 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 quickly. Please appreciate, appreciate the work of God. Appreciate 
if you are watching downstairs, you want to give your life to Christ, I'm sure there's somebody there who will lead you to Christ. Lift your, lift your hand, I'll pray with you. Pray with me, my dear sister. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, I pray for this lady. Let your blood indeed wash her and use her for your glory. Let her life turn around miraculously and dramatically to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. My sister, what's your name? Ntonto. Wow. Ntonto. Wow. Beautiful. You see that brother over there? He wants to just give you something and you come back to your seat. Okay. Please just, yeah. Put your hands together for Wow. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed by the word of God? I've been blessed. I've been blessed hearing the word. Just even reading the scriptures, I've been blessed by it. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.